Welcome to Cascade Conversations. Join the team at Cascade Partners and their network of trusted advisors as they work to demystify details, terminology, and strategies in the world of acquisitions, divestitures, and financings. Thanks for joining us for another Cascade Conversation. Today, we're sitting with one of our own, Ron Miller, who helps lead our restructuring practice here at Cascade Partners. Ron, thanks for joining us and having a little bit of a conversation today about the restructuring practice. You know, it's not always clear when folks need to call in a restructuring specialist. It can be very nerve-wracking. When's that, when's that right time for someone to start thinking about that might be the help they need? You're right. It's, it's very subtle. It's often when good companies begin to um, have reduced margins, um, inventories begin to grow, uh, there are exits of executives. Those are signs that there's be, they're beginning to have stress in their operations. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs are saying, hey, I, I have that stress all the time, but I don't need a restructuring specialist. You know, th those aren't always problems that are dire but you're saying those are really signs, and and that's that's earlier than I think people think about bringing in, you know, a restructuring specialist. Right. Well, we do uh, performance improvement, helping companies that are good really be great companies, right? And we have a different perspective. We have a lot of experience with a lot of good, uh, high performance companies, and we are able to share that experience with entrepreneurs, owners, leaders of businesses. Um, to improve their performance. And, and unlike others, right, our, our team really has on the shop floor leadership, right, uh, experience. I mean, having been, you know, yourself an entrepreneur and executive, but that's a little different about our team, isn't it? Very different. Um, we're, um, we've been entrepreneurs for decades. Uh, we've sat in the seat that our clients have sat in and experienced the distress or stress that they are experiencing at the time. And we have seen a number of different solutions to some of the issues they're dealing with. So our experience brings a lot to them. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, because oftentimes, right, why can't just an executive or an entrepreneur just do this on their own? Why do they, why do they need to call help? I mean, everybody has good times and bad times. Right. Well, they, they tend to be very myopic, very focused internally on their business and lose sight of what, you know, uh, advances, um, new technologies, new uh, processes, new methods are out there that other people are uh, developing. And that's where we, you know, that's where we see a lot of good performance and we bring those experiences to our clients. Yeah. So really, I mean, we, we've seen it across all our practices, right? We very purposely right. try to take expertise and insights from multiple companies that we're working with to be able to bring to bear on any individual dynamic particular right. solution. Right, right. Yes, it goes across all companies and industries and so on, yes. And, and so, you know, in other cases, um, what do we re really bring into the table? What's the Cascade team really bringing to the table that that entrepreneur or the, or the private equity partner that doesn't have, that's gonna help them kind of through these challenges? Well, it's deep experience throughout the entire organization from the top to the bottom. As you mentioned before, much of our team is experienced on the shop floor um, and in middle management. And so uh, many companies and, and um, shareholders, investors look at kind of the top of the organization and don't understand that 
much of the, if there are performance issues, they come from up from the bottom in the middle of the company and that leadership is an issue, but, um, and, and important, but there are issues within throughout the company that uh, often challenge performance. And, and you've often had to be that objective third party voice to help shareholders make a transition right. and, and, and part of the leadership team or can, can you talk a little bit about you know what you have had to do there and, and how that's how that's impacted the companies that we've worked with well I mean we've we've um, assessed evaluated the entire organization looked at um, are the right people in the right seats and are they are they uh, they developed processes that um, are efficient and um, help them be competitive in the market. And so we go deep and we go uh, thorough. And again, with our breadth of experience, we're able to um, uh, substantially improve profitability if they haven't gone through the next size before. Yeah, and I know that you said in, in many cases, right, you're, you're able to use the benchmark that you've seen from other organizations right. to say whether, you know, well, the company's been maybe doing better than they thought when they compare to the competitors right. in the marketplace. Yeah, we, we, we see that quite frequently where we will um, analyze the financials um, and determine that margins are not consistent with their competition with it. Um, and they're surprised. They're surprised that their competitors or others in their space are achieving greater greater margins than they are. Uh, so we bring a lot of benchmarking experience to, to them and help them set new new goals of performance. Well, and, and I know that often a, a key mantra for our restructuring team is really that hands-on engagement, that you're not just coming up and helping develop the plan and saying, good luck, go implement it. You really get your hands dirty. Right, right. We work alongside of our client. We, we say, I do, we do, they do. And, and so we begin with showing them, working alongside the different teams that need help. And, and as they develop uh, that experience and, and make those changes, we then phase out. Uh, so we, we leave when they have been successful in the transition and, and hitting their goals. Yeah. So we've established collectively. So not just a plan, right? Really it's hands on helping them do give that Give it to work. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are where they are because they have had um, challenges in executing. We are there to help them execute a new plan. And, and sometimes, you know, um, restructuring and we're getting called when it's a crisis. Right. And it's, right. it's, it's beyond the, hey, we're starting to see the trend and, and the wheels are really coming off the bus, if you right. will. Right. And, and how does that how does our role change there? Or, you know, how does how does the how do people benefit from that? Well, it's uh, the sooner the better. Obviously, often we we are introduced to a client that um, if we had only been uh, introduced six months earlier, um, we would have. Um, had um, more options, and it would have been a, a, a less of a challenge to to, to uh, help them uh, fix their 
uh, whatever issues that they may have. But there are, um, even if it's a little late, there are a number of solutions that we've been successful in helping our clients through. So how do the how do the banks, you know, because I mean, obviously one of the big drivers in this is lenders, right? Because right. when, when companies start having trouble, the lenders are the ones that are getting tense and saying, hey, you got to develop right. a solution. So so how does the bank benefit from having someone like us involved in the well, company? Yeah, the first thing we do is we help educate our client that their interests and the bank interests are aligned more than they feel right. they are. Um, are often um, unhappy with their bank if their banks, you know, introduced uh, an advisor or suggested uh, an advisor. So they think the bank is being unfair. The bank's actually trying to help them, and we're there to help them. And as I said, their interests are aligned. And as as they understand that, then they begin to work more cooperatively with the bank. And working cooperatively together um, is, uh, you know, uh, going to achieve much, much better results than in working competitively, right? Yeah, and for the bank, I mean, so that could mean, you know, maybe some accommodations and some working with the client, right? right as right, part of that, right? Right. Well, you know, our job is to really inform the bank of what's really going on. So we develop a lot of data, and we um, we communicate, communicate, communicate with the bank. And um, again, because their interests are, their interests are in making sure that their, their customer is successful and able to pay them back, right? So, um, um, you know, the information, getting to understand exactly what's going on within the company is, is critical. And, and so, so get it how the bank can benefit. So how does how does shareholders and executives benefit from calling a you know third party like us in to really help them when it when it gets when it gets this dire? And, you know we introduce change, right? Which is uh, which is often a challenge yeah. for business owners or business leaders, but it really they benefit because uh, the company stops doing the same old thing and having the same results, right? So. We help them change. We help them understand. Typically, the leadership learns a lot about their business with a third party coming in and giving them a different view, right, um, and a different skill set. And, and oftentimes, you've been able to very successfully transition out one bank and actually bring in a new partner that can mm -hmm. help them kind mm -hmm. of continue mm -hmm. their growth. Maybe different dynamics, but right. I mean, isn't that ultimately one of the, one of the things we've been we've been very successful helping. Our clients do. Yeah, it's one of the options, um, and it and it's really what is the best outcome for for the for the client and the um, other stakeholders. Um, sometimes it's find a new lender. Sometimes it's uh, find some additional capital invested. Sometimes it's retain. You know, the bank retains the customer because um, you know. Uh, things have changed and the performance has improved and the relationship has improved. So I think that's a win, um, um, certainly for the bank, if it can be uh, restored to a good credit. And it's a win for the bank if they don't, if no longer right. want the credit for us to find another bank. You know, our, our team has worked across a lot of unique cases, right? I mean, every every one of them is is unique in the circumstances and the things that led up to the, the challenges that they're facing. 
But what are two, you know, a couple of the most common mistakes that you see organizations do when they get into these difficult situations that, that makes their, their lives more challenging? <laughs> if you can limit to two. <laughs> limit to two? <laughs> um, uh, push back on okay. their lenders. Um, not understand, uh, deny that they have issues um, and performance issues and they're not... Um, they're not meeting uh, the expectations of their lender and refusing to change, refusing to take a hard look at what they've, uh, how they've been performing, not being realistic about really where they are. And the, and the dynamics and, and, you know, what's, what's the consequences? I mean, what are the, what do you see the consequences when they stop communicating or they're challenging their bank when the, when the bank's got, you know, when the bank has concerns or is raising these red flags? consequences can be losing their business. Um, they need to be, you know, they need to be open to, um, to to change and taking on new ideas and again, appreciating the risk that the other stakeholders are in. And, and you know, you said earlier that uh, oftentimes, you know, one of the challenges that people have is they wait too long. And, you know, you and I have seen in many cases where attorneys probably have actually the greatest visibility that challenges are brewing, and and how how have you worked with and how have we worked with attorneys when they you know when they see these dynamics beginning to develop with their with their clients maybe even before the banks have kind of raised the raised the real the red flag uh, specifically right. right well it's you know um, trying to um, prevent um, you know disputes and uh, disagreements obviously. Um, trying to, um, you know, identify what the issues are and then disclose them, bring them out, um, bring them out to the other stakeholders. Like we've often been the first to, you know, um, let the bank know that there are issues before they've recognized that. So um, it's a variety of different situations which we help the client. Yeah, and I think I've seen where, you know, in some cases, you just described where we're talking to the bank on behalf of the client for the first time and right. and really been able to use that as a tool to help the client be able to frame that, position that, and talk about it in the language that the bank likes to hear and is used to hearing with a plan of, hey, here's the dynamic and here's the solution, right. rather than, oh my gosh, you know, the building is on fire and we don't know where exactly. the fire extinguisher is. Exactly, exactly. You know, determine what the the issues are, uh, what the solution is, and and come to them with all of it. You know, open up, uh, share the share it with them, and give them solutions so that we can work positively towards you know a good outcome. Well, Ron, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat a little bit more about our restructuring practice, and and hopefully gave folks an opportunity to understand the scale and scope of what we're able to provide. If you want to learn more, please reach out to any of us on the Cascade team, we'd be happy to share how we might be able to help your organization.